Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Lowride! Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about building your survival hospital. Mm. Um, I basically want to talk about your personal uh, like medical kit. I want to talk about what you should have with your family, what you should have in your car. And then I also kind of want to expand it to if you have like a prepping group, what, you know, your medic, your, you know, survival hospital guy should have now obviously i'm not a doctor i'm not giving you medical advice um i'm just telling you what i've read and seen on the internet giving it to you for entertainment you can decide what's right and what you want to do with it but i hopefully will inspire you with new ideas and things you might want to uh plan and and think about so that's basically where we're at with this um I got all excited. I found a book, which I really, really recommend you all pick up a copy. Um, I put a link to it in the uh, show notes. It's called The Survival Medicine Handbook. And it's by Joseph Alton, MD. Yes, a medical doctor. Mm. So he's not just totally crazy shooting from the hip. Um there's a uh, a lady on the internet, uh, the survival nurse or something like that, and and I probably should know about her. I see her; she's popped up on. They, they I think they've mentioned her on Doomsday Preppers, or I don't know, okay. but I, I've seen her around in the little prepping community. You know, all right. Somehow, you know, paths have crossed on the internet. On the internet, not not in real life. Um, so. 
I actually was thinking about uh, after I read a book and I, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago about like fish antibiotics and things like that. Right. And I was like, you know, it really sounds like a, a good idea to really have a stockpile of antibiotics. And I was curious. So I started Googling it and searching it. She was one of the uh, first people that came up and she talked about where to buy them and what type to buy and, and whatever. Um, I watched some videos. So somehow... Whatever links I clicked on with her ended me up at this uh, website called Doom and Bloom. I think it's doomandbloom.net. But whatever it is, it's in the show notes, so you can check it out. Anyway, that's this guy who wrote the Survival Medicine Handbook. Um, He goes into detail on basically... All kinds of good stuff. Um, I absolutely think that, you know, this is an essential prep to have this book in, uh, you know, in your stockpile. Um, Basically, what he does is he says, look, I'm aware that there might not always be doctors available to you. Mm -hmm. Now, he kind of looks at it as more of a long term approach. Um, He's not saying, oh, you might be out hunting. You get shot in the leg. And you're going to have to get by because there's no doctor until you get back to civilization. Mm-hmm. He's willing to admit that there are possible scenarios. Maybe you're in a different country. Maybe things turn bad. Maybe you're in Puerto Rico and you're waiting on FEMA to come rescue you. Whatever it is, you might go weeks, months, years without being able to get a licensed doctor. And because of that, He wanted to make that knowledge kind of available to people. Um, So he talks about, look, this is what a doctor would do. This is the prescriptions they would prescribe. If you don't have that, then this is what you need to do. You know, you need to think about things differently. You don't have these antibiotics available to you. You don't have these painkillers. You don't have all these different things, although he tells you how to prepare for such things. Mm -hmm. Um, He goes through in extensive detail about um, essential oils and things like that that you can use for treatments. Um, Again, this is more at the the hospital kind of level. And and what I mean by that is in your prepper group, the one guy who's the medic, he has the big list of this is what you should have. Mm-hmm. For essential oils. He has, this is your medicinal garden. You should have all these items. And they're not one or two, three, three or four things that, you know, are on the list. It's 50 things. Mm-hmm. And really plans it out. Um, he talks about medication. Um, a lot of people, you know, think, oh, you know, I had, uh, what what are all the big drugs like Percocet or whatever? Mm-hmm. All the big painkillers, Vicodin, whatever. You get a prescription and you basically don't like the way narcotics make you feel, whatever it is. And you use a quarter, a third, half of your bottle. Mm-hmm. What do you do with the extra pills? <clears throat> well, this guy Keystrom. would imply that, <laughs> that you hang on to him. Okay. Um, turns out. He has big articles and, and references uh, different, you know, government studies that imply that hard pills really are 90% potent even 20 years later. Really? And that any of the hard pills 
are not really losing their potency. All right. Now, I'm not advising you on how to, you know, judge the potency of your pills and whatever, mm-hmm. but it, he definitely makes a strong argument in his book, and he is a doctor, on <clears throat> that there really aren't going to be harmful effects. Worst case would be, you know, losing the potency. Right. Now, he definitely says liquids and things like that, that's totally different. Insulin, obviously, totally different, but that's a liquid, you know, that's not... Mm-hmm. We're talking about hard pills. He talks about, you know, the studies. Right. Something to think about. Um, So you might want to, you know, kind of hang on to those pills. I don't know what the legality of that is. Yeah. Well, I mean, you want to definitely keep them safe. I mean, it's uh, something that kids. You keep it in the prescription bottle. Yeah. It's something that your kids can get into. Yeah. Well, I mean, you want to keep it safe. Most prescriptions I get don't have an expiration on the prescription. Right. Well, I mean, you just. uh, you just use up what's there while you well you've got the prescription generally speaking but i know that i've you know i've had bottles of of percocet that were unused at the house now, yes that, i i would agree with you 100% i heard you say several times you want to keep it locked up and safe mm-hmm. yeah. and you're exactly right i mean obviously but, but um yeah no i've i've had unused you know unused pills around that you know, I think it eventually just get thrown out. I mean, sure. a lot of the time they overprescribe uh, um, pain relief medication right. for, you know, the pussies out there and things. But, yeah. I mean, uh, it's not it's not bad to hang on to them, right. you know. Keep them in a safe, safe dry spot <clears throat> and uh, they'll be there when you need them. out there is a possibility. So, um, and then we are in a minute going to get into antibiotics. He goes into great detail of the particular uses for each type of antibiotic, Uh um, actual dosing. I'm going to touch on dosing with some of it, Um, just telling you what he said. I have no idea. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I'm just going off what's on his website and in his book. But uh, he even breaks down, you know, for children and different things like that, tells you how to calculate by weight and different things like that, how to you know, properly dose things. So let's kind of uh, get into it is, I guess, the deal. But he also has uh, videos on on sutures and how to, you know, do stitches and cool things. But let's kind of uh, get into it. So one of the things I, I, I got out of the book was how to evaluate a patient. So if you're going to be the, uh, the medic for your group, one – if you're going to be the medic for the group, I'd really, really, really strongly suggest you take an EMT class or a paramedic yeah, at class. At minimum. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you've got an RN or something to be your person, even better. Nurse practitioner, you know, mm-hmm. all these things. They're different levels. You know, if, great if you have a doctor in your group, you know, right. whatever. But minimum. So when you evaluate a person... One of the things you need to keep in mind is you need to be calm because when you're calm, the people you're working with are going to stay calm. Mm -hmm. That's going to help their state of mind. It's going to help their stress. It's going to help their healing. It really, it it works, you know? Yeah. Um, It really spreads. I know we mentioned it back in that trauma episode we did, you know, way back, but it really is important. The other thing is you want to communicate. You don't just grab somebody's arm and be like, give me that. I'm going to work on this right here or whatever. You want to kind of talk through it. You want to assess 
advise and advocate. And what I mean by that is you look, you see what's going on. You're going to tell them, hey, I'm looking at this. I'm doing this. Now, obviously, you're not trying to get them rattled like, ooh, there's a lot of blood leaking out over here. So (laughs) I really feel like I need to, you know, but you still want to keep them informed. And if people are not in a position where they can make sound judgments for themselves, have somebody advocate for them, their parent, their brother, their spouse, their whatever, you know, somebody on their behalf, make it a joint effort. It's not your job to decide, you know, what's right for everybody. Um, So then you kind of want to, in this evaluation, you want to check their vital signs. So you're going to look at their pulse. Um, Basically, you know, you guys remember in the trauma episode, I mentioned uh, just touching the forehead, look for the color change or, or pressing the fingernail. You'll see that. Um, that'll give you an idea just that their circulation, that their heart's beating. Mm-hmm. Um, two fingers, the inside of the wrist or the side of the neck. The average person at rest is usually 60 to 100 beats a minute. Um Usually in a stressful situation, you wouldn't be surprised to see a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely on the higher end. Uh, Respiration. You want to listen to their breathing. So people normally, you should expect 12 to 18 breaths a minute. Um, You also want to listen for like a whistling or a gurgling noise. Uh, If they're breathing so fast that it's over 20 breaths a minute, then they're in distress. There's something wrong that you really need to give attention to. Um, Blood pressure. Blood pressure should be 140 over 90 or less. I mean, absolutely should be less. Um, And if they have very low blood pressure, you want to look for like hemorrhage, shock, you know, like internal bleeding, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, You also want to kind of evaluate their mental status. Um, They should be alert. You want to like have them describe, you know, what happened, you know, how'd you get here? How'd this all, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, the details are helpful, but it's more, you're looking for coherent. You're looking for logical thought, um, things like that. That's going to give you an idea, you know? And then if not, if that's too much, oh, I have no idea. I just woke up on the ground and whatever. I don't know, which could happen with an electric shock or different things, um, you know, what's your, do you know what your name is? Do you know where you are? Do you know how you got here? What's the year? That kind of stuff. You know, these are things that they should know. Right. Um, again, that's going to help you. The body temperature, another good uh, test is, should be between 97.5 and 99. If they're 100.4 or higher, um, they have a fever of some sort and it's something you need to monitor and kind of worry about. And if it's below 95, mm-hmm. you need to worry about it. All right. Um, another thing in an evaluation is a strength test. Um, you know how like a doctor will grab both your hands and say, pull on my hands or, you mm-hmm. know, keep resistance. You're not looking for how strong or how hard they pull. What you're actually looking for is you want to feel even um, on both. Okay. Um, you know, same thing. They can push against your hands, pull against your hands. You're just looking for the right and left side of the body to uh, be together. Uh, you've also probably seen 
when the doctors used to check people out, they'd take the stethoscope and put it in like four or five spots on their chest and listen to them breathe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I used to see that in the TV shows. Maybe I'm old. But uh, you're, you're listening for oscillations or like the lung sounds to change. Um, you want it to be consistent and pretty normal wherever right. you go. If you hear different noises as you go in about different it, sp- spots. There, there's something going on there. Um, so that's, you know, that that's basically how you're assessing. You know, again, we talked about how to assess trauma. Um, that That's a whole different thing. If you want to know about that, you got to go back to the trauma episode. Um, basically, you're looking for bleeding and, you know, rake in the body and things like that. Different kind of thing. But really, if you're the medical guy, you should be going beyond me. But the trauma episode did have a lot on checking that out. Next thing. So when you do decide, hey, I'm going to be the guy who, uh, you know, is going to, I don't know, stitch up somebody's finger. or You know, they got stabbed in the side and I need to clean out their uh, their nasty flesh wound and uh, I'm mm-hmm. going to sew it back up. All right, cool. Um, hopefully, you know a little bit about what you're doing. But the big thing is uh, you want to think about cleanliness. Um, now, obviously, in a hospital, we have sterile. Now, sterile means all your instruments are in like an autoclave and, mm-hmm. and you know, basically a pressure cooker that, uh, you know, kills anything. That's great. That's how you want it to be. <laughs> um that's not necessarily what I would expect in the end of the world. However, I would expect clean. You need to be washing your hands. You need to be washing all your tools. Honestly, if time permits, all your stuff should be, you know, cleaned and sealed prior to the end of the world happening. You should have kind of ready bags for stitches, for whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, in the area that you work in, clean. Um, if you put down a clean sheet that was folded up from before things went bad, you're way ahead of the game as opposed to doing it on the kitchen table that's been filthy and hasn't mm-hmm. had disinfectants on it since, you know, whatever. You need to just kind of go through these. Um, Believe it or not, they said, according to that guy's book, he says most studies actually show no difference in the success as far as getting infections between clean and sterile. Okay. Um, not not clean. We're <laughs> right. not talking about not washing your hands. Uh-huh. We're talking about not, not doing the best a, you can. Butchering a, a chicken on the kitchen table and then throwing a person up right. on top of it. So I wouldn't be completely distressed about it. He actually, in the book, cites one study where they compared sterile versus clean, and they actually had a higher infection rate in the sterile. Yeah. But, uh, you know, whatever, that's, you know, you take that with a grain of salt, yeah. you know? Yeah, there's probably more in it. Too. Um, I got to tell you, if I know that you were just operating on the guy who had AIDS or hepatitis or something nasty, mm-hmm. I'd want you at a minimum to try and, like, boil your instruments. Yeah. Before, I mean, something. I'd feel better that way. I'd feel better if you had completely new set. New set? Yeah, but, boiling is, is better than nothing. Yeah, I don't know. And, I mean, this stuff probably doesn't, you know, whatever. 
again, I'm not the doctor. I'm not the nurse. I know actually after we did the trauma one, I got a bunch of emails that were like, well, why do you think this? Why do you think that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just telling you the best that I've learned. And, and that's all. That's why I'm a little defensive on this. Because, yeah, after the trauma, you guys were hitting me up yeah. going. Well, a lot of these these shows are kind of necessary for us to do as far as uh, being a complete complete uh, prepper podcast that can give you some answers. But, um, you know, we there's go only so much we can, we can learn, do. Yeah, there's know? only but so much we can do, right? I did read a book. <laughs> I, I read, That's what I can give you. I honestly read a book. I watched a bunch of videos. I did some research. Mm. You and know, we're going and, with that. And one of the main reasons that uh, wounds don't heal as fast as they should is because they're not thoroughly cleaned. Um, you really need to make sure the wound is, is clean before you start dressing it and, and stitching. You know, it's funny. The guy uh, shows uh, how to do, you know, sutures, how to do stitches in the in the book. And uh, he's going through it, and he shows about how if it gets kind of bunched up, you end up with a dead space in between. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's going to take forever to heal, and it's going to give you problems and just be a mess, and it's going to make an ugly scar, and it's going to look bad, it's going to be bad. Sure enough, I read it. A day later, my wife has a knee surgery. Mm-hmm. And we go, you know, it's on there for two days. We take off all the bandages. And I look, and I'm like, that's exactly what he said not to do. <laughs> oh, bunch <laughs> This up is like shitty. textbook. This is exactly what he said was completely wrong. Uh-huh. And we were just like, yep. And it just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife had surgery, uh it was last year now. But, uh, yeah, they did a, a great job with one of them. Right. One is all sealed up. You can't even see the scar. Right. The other one is like, what, like, what were you doing? What? You I'm were looking not paying at attention looking, at all? I'm looking at the cut for the incision. Mm. And you would think, like, you're thinking nobody cut that with a scalpel in a straight line. Mm-hmm. You must have fallen on broken glass that twisted <laughs> and turned. and. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's just unbelievable. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, how? I don't get it. But whatever. I'm just saying. So, you know, there are things we can all learn. Mm-hmm. And maybe even if you're a medical doctor, you might want to take note on that one. Yeah. Maybe maybe stitch up a couple of dead pigs. We'll do a practice. refresher course. At least the all doctors right. we're dealing with, apparently. So, anyway. the uh, So your personal, like... Uh, survival bag, mm-hmm. um, uh, medical kit. Now, this is really just like your backpack, you go hiking, that kind of thing. Um, I already talked about the trauma bag, but you guys know, um, my trauma bag pretty much chest seal, Israeli bandage, quick clot, uh, anything, chest seal, quick clot sponges, quick clot sponges. Yes, that's nice right. save there. Um, also, uh, tourniquet, um, I have shears, I have a headlight, I have, uh, gloves. The one thing that I may not have mentioned in the last one, but I've been seeing that people have, and I think anyone's dumb not to have it is, um, a little hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not cool bad, especially you? when but you're in the gloves, middle of nowhere. I mean, the trauma, the gloves. All right. Mm-hmm. You got the gloves. Also, I think you guys remember uh, glasses are another thing. Things splatter and spray up on you in trauma. Mm-hmm. It happens. 
Um, I also wouldn't think you're wrong if you had a little face mask, the little, you know, yeah. white cover your mouth, keep the nasties out. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So that's kind of the trauma bag. So I have my trauma bag <clears throat> in my backpack. Then the other stuff we just talked about. Um, but then when I expand it beyond the trauma bag to my regular medical for just me, um, I'm going to add like a four inch ACE wrap, the big wrap for sprains mm-hmm. or just keeping your bandages all in when something goes bad, you know, stuff like that. But I want to add iPads, um, the little patch throw on there. Eye injuries happen. And also it's nice to kind of be able to stabilize it. Mm-hmm. Like keep your eye from moving and doing right. things is, is nice. Um, Stary strips. I know you've heard me rave about them. Yep. Uh, super glue, sutures, uh, LED pen light. But again, the headlight might be enough for you. It's up to you. Uh, one inch medical tape, triple antibiotic, alcohol wipes, burn gel, the hand sanitizer I mentioned, band-aids, gauze. And I actually keep uh, a roll of duct tape with it because it's mm-hmm. a backpack. Um, this is cool for like making splints. That kind of thing. Right. There's just a lot of uses. Um, sealing up, like again, it, you can really bandage wounds. You know, right. you want to throw a If you've got a little bit of gauze or something, or something yeah, right. then you've then got you a can, you've right. got a bandage there. Um, that's pretty much it for my, you know, one man backpack kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, then we have like a larger one for the nuclear family, right? For your mm-hmm. immediate group, you're responsible for. That's when I actually add my first aid book, my survival medicine handbook. That that's in in with in the uh, bigger. Thre- I'm not carrying else. it when I'm out on the trail, and it's right. just me. That's just not what I do. Um, everything that was in my personal bag and my trauma bag mm-hmm. is in the big family one. Right. Um, I'm also adding antiseptic wipes, four by four gauze, gauze rolls, nonstick pads. Um, a clean bandana. These are just useful for all kinds of different things. Um, large absorbent pads. I had mole skins, um, blisters, that kind of thing can really be trouble. So uh, Q-tips, cotton balls, uh, the face mask I talked about, tongue depressor, bandage, scissors, tweezers. A magnifying glass is sometimes nice. Okay. Um, good with the tweezer kind of thing. Uh, various sutures, different sizes, a scalpel, uh, the steptic pencils. Um, we talked about those will stop bleeding and different things like that. I know we mentioned them before. Um, a liter saline. Yep. Which it's nice for cleaning out things. It's, it's got a lot of uses there. Yeah. You know, I actually got a, um, an email from, uh, from Ryan, uh, with a PDF there and, Talking about uh, making your own saline solution, yeah, which uh, it seems pretty pretty simple here. All right, um, uh, clean storage container and mixing utensil. Uh, either wash them with a dishwasher or boil them for five minutes. That you know the container. Okay. Uh, use one quart of distilled water, or boil one quart of uh, tap water for five minutes. Uh, add two tablespoons of uh, table salt. Mix the water and the salt until it's completely dissolved, room uh, cool to room temperature. Now you could make this 
you know, at any point with just salt and clean water. So, I mean, that if, you know, you're, you don't have saline solution, you don't have something handy to wash, right. wash a wound out with, you can mix that up yourself and just have as much as you want. You know, two, two tablespoons of salt for, you know, a quart of water is, is uh, you know, it'll give you quite a bit of uh, saline solution. So it's something handy to keep in mind. Uh, some people say uh, sea salt. Some people say table salt. You know, we'll let you make that call. You can make you that do call your own yourself. internet research. You go. You do you. All right. <laughs> um, also, one thing I think I meant I forgot to mention ever in the past is a thermometer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. They just seem breakable and scare me. But uh, well, they don't. They don't. I don't think they use mercury anymore no. in this. Okay. Three. Oh, pre- and fun fact. Apparently, if you swallow mercury, not super bad for you. Really? It just goes right through your system. You, it goes goes right back out. The problem is uh, when mercury is uh, turns into a vapor mm. and you inhale it, that's that's when it really starts fucking you up and you go crazy and, you know, like the Mad Hatters and, and all like that it. stuff. We should do an episode on the Mad Hatter. Mm. Mm. <laughs> all right. Um Hydrogen peroxide, sunblock, witch hazel, antifungal, um, lip balm, insect repellent, cortisone, lidocaine, Motrin, Tylenol, aspirin. Now let's um, talk real quick about uh, Tylenol, aspirin, ibuprofen. Uh, I'm actually an idiot because for years, up until maybe like three months ago, I always thought uh, ibuprofen was ibuprofen. That's how you spelled no. it. No, it's ibu, ibuprofen. It's all one word. But anyway, that's it's good for um, fever reducer and anti-inflammatory. Now, sometimes obviously fever reducers are important, but you're going to get fever re- uh, reducing from aspirin also. So that's something to keep in mind. Now, ibuprofen and uh, Tylenol. Both good anti-inflammatory. Just keep in mind that um, Tylenol can thin your blood. So if you've got a, a wound that's bleeding, probably stick to the aspirin and ibuprofen. All right. All right. Um, and uh, obviously they're all they're all good for you know pain and that's uh you know yeah. that's what you're primarily looking for. Nice. Now. I also saw Rid Shampoo. Nobody wants Ooh. head lice. You know, and that's that's a pretty good point. I never thought about it because we live in this sterile world where we're all, right. you know, there's no lice. But you just I gotta take say, a hot shower and As soak a parent water. who's put four kids through high school, mm-hmm. I can tell you that right now you can go in my house and there's anti-lice stuff in there because mm-hmm. you don't, it's always freaking 11 o'clock at night. You have some kid come out of the bedroom and go, yeah, my head's really been itching for like the last week (laughs) and you need to do something. And you look and you just see the bugs crawling around in there. You're like, no, no, there's nobody, nobody, even if Walmart or whatever's open, you don't want to go out at freaking. Mm -hmm. Now, what I actually found, believe it or not, most of the, I'm sure your other schools, you've experienced the same type of thing. There's now, like, rid-resistant lice. Oh, great. There's all kinds of lice that don't, you uh-huh. know, succumb to these. So there's something uh, called Fairy Tales Shampoo, I think. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I get. I think you can buy it off Amazon or whatever, and some of the places carry it. But the shampoo works, and if they wash their hair with it every day, they they just go away. It's good, okay. and it works against the you know. But you still you got to comb it out. That's the mm-hmm. big thing. Like believe it or not, it's not even. I mean, they're all gonna tell you any doctor or whatever. I'm sure like, oh, you need red, you need whatever, right? But you need to sit and comb out all the damn things, and you mm-hmm. got to get all of them. And then you go send your kid to go wash their hair. And then you look again. And then tomorrow you do the same thing. If you combed it out every day for like four days and you washed all their stuff and put it in the freaking dryer, mm-hmm. they'd go away. But right. it's work. It's not, not a fun time. Right. But I got to say, having that, Big help when it's a problem. Yeah. Now, uh, worst case scenario, you can actually shave your head. Oh. You can do that. That's and an that option. And will get rid of lice. Now, obviously, uh, a 17-year-old girl that's going uh, to high school in, in this day and age is not going to want you to shave her head. But, you the know, apocalypse. It's, an op- it's an option. Yeah, now what? They're going to want me to shave my beard after that? Whoa. That's not going to happen. There you go. <laughs> Um, Pepto-Bismol, water purification tablets, mm-hmm. gold bond powder, um, birth control of some sort. You, you decide what's right for you there. Having the right pills, having prophylactics, any of that kind of stuff. Um, I mentioned the herbs and oils. You kind of got to pick through on your own what you want there. Also, anti-diarrhea or yeah, a gel. Actually- the anti-diarrhea one is one you overlook. It's it's something that you can just, you know, today you can just run out to the drugstore and get it. It's not a big deal. But, you know, the truth is uh, 520,000 kids under the age of five die every year, uh, you know, due to diarrhea, due to dehydration from diarrhea. 520,000 kids every year under the age of five. So, I mean, it's... Uh, you know, when things go down and the drugstore isn't open, that's definitely something you want to have in your in your medicine cabinet. And last but not least, I have Lotrimin, which is your uh, athlete's foot powder mm. spray. Now, when I was uh, you don't going, want athletes. No, and, and that's honestly that's that's uh, that's not pleasant. It's and not it's pleasant. A fungus. If you're not. It's yeah. hard to get rid of if you don't have right. Uh, now, one of the things I did see is. Uh, Equilox, which is a which is a laxative, oh. and uh, you know laxatives. You know most people drink drink coffee and keep their their bowels moving right. But I did see this in in what this drug treats this uh, laxative. It will reduce rectal damage due to hard stools. Oh, now I don't know much about. I'm not no doctor. But you don't but want nothing tore up. <laughs> that doesn't sound pleasant to me. So just uh, you know, keep that in mind. Maybe maybe have some laxatives handy. When somebody's like, my butt is tore <laughs> up. <laughs> I think I have some serious rectal damage. Now we get to talk about antibiotics. Mm. Um, one of the things you need to be aware of is check to see if people are allergic. Mm. You yep. should actually ask this question mm-hmm. before, and you should know this about yourself. Yes. Now. A lot of the times, the uh, things you're looking for are rash, diarrhea, or just like itchiness. 
if they complain about any of this stuff and it wasn't there before when you start doing the antibiotics, you need to stop right away. Mm-hmm. You do not want to keep going down that road and cause more problems than you already started. Now, one of the big things is there's a bunch of different antibiotics, and this like gives for, you options. Okay, for different different types of things. Well, I'm saying for the same I, that I overlap. See. If you're if you're right. allergic to to one. look for allergies and that that kind of thing. So, first one I want to talk about is amoxicillin. Um, so there's a product called Fish Mox, which is amoxicillin. Now, again, this is from the Patriot Nurse Lady there from this doctor's book. Uh, basically, if you go to the pharmacy, a lot of times they'll come from Thomas Labs, and that's who's making the amoxicillin. This guy talks about, he's like, oh, when I wanted to pick out which ones I'd recommend to people, and talk about, he goes, I bought a container and I got a container from my pharmacy. I made sure the pills were the same color, the same size, had the same numbers and markings, mm-hmm. and they came out of the same lab. So it's exactly the and same. And they have the same doses. And so these are ones that he verified. I don't know. I'm just telling you what, you know, he's reporting. They sell that in both a 250 milligram or a 500 milligram. The 500 milligram is Fishmox Forte. And basically, any adult, you're going to be looking for the 500 milligram. Mm-hmm. But guess what? You can cut pills in half, or okay. you can double a dose. You, you can do math all by yourself. So, you know, mm-hmm. that that's your call. Um, usually with amoxicillin, you should see improvement within three days. Okay. You know you're on the right path, you know, whether or not. Um, typically, amoxicillin... Most prescriptions will be three times a day for ten to fourteen days. Okay, and you um, want to keep taking it that whole that right, whole span all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the ten to fourteen days, it's going to be kind of decided by your your uh, supply. Right, is the bottom That's line. That's true. Yep. But you don't want to do less than the ten days, or you're just wasting it, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you got to finish it out. Um. Now, amoxicillin is something you would treat anthrax. Oh, oh I didn't anthrax, know that was sure. a... Chlamydia. All right. All right. End uh, of the world. Everybody's getting crazy. Urinary tract infection, Lyme disease, pneumonia, sinusitis, bronchitis, tonsillitis. Mm-hmm. Any of these itises? They sound Iditis. Like... All right. Really just, I can just say, vouch for the ones there. Those right. I got from the good doctor. Mm-hmm. The rest, when I said any of the itises, I was just making shit up. So okay. Just just putting that out there. Um, that one is uh, safe during pregnancy is what he said. Um, what's next? Uh, ciprofloxin, which is called fish flocks. Mm-hmm. This uh, is usually 500 milligrams twice a day, 7 to 14 days. It's a uh, bladder or ur- urinary tract infections. Okay. Prostate infection, mm-hmm. pneumonia, acute sinusitis, cellulitis, infectious diarrhea. Ooh. That's no good. That's a rough one. Inhalation anthrax. However, the caveat, 
you want to take it for 60 days. 60 days for the with anthrax. With inhalation anthrax. Yeah. So. I mean, honestly, if you inhale anthrax, you're going to be lucky to make it to uh, yeah. day day one. But you right. know, I think most of the people in the uh, the big scare a couple years ago where uh, somebody was mailing anthrax right, right. to everybody, and we have still have no idea who it was. Yeah, yeah. They um, most of those people managed to be okay because they got immediate immediate care but there were a few people that died before they even got to the hospital so i mean that's just something to keep in mind uh when it comes to inhaling anthrax i don't know how common that is gonna be in your uh future but there you go now you know knowing is half the battle right so that's what i got on that one now that you're was saying day, that i can get 14 days yes uh fish mocks yes and i can buy this on yes, the internet and, and have it yes. shipped to my house and store it in my cabinet. And completely legal, yes. And I don't need a prescription yes. from a fish doctor. Now you're getting it. All right. So I will uh, actually have a link in the show notes. All right. Now excellent. I do have to point out it's not the cheapest stuff in the world. No? Um. Basically, they put together a, uh, like three or four. I, I think it's like every one of these. The amoxicillin, the Cipro. Um, and the, uh, cephalexin and doxycycline, I think it's all of them. Maybe it's three of them. I don't know. You got to look at it, but it's like 250 bucks. Okay. Um, I got a 10% off coupon for you there. I threw on there, but it's still 220 bucks. Yeah. But I got to say, infection's going to be one of the things that do you in. That's going to be the, the chief world. killer. Uh, I think and when it comes to that, that and illness. Those pharmacies aren't opening back up. Mm-hmm. You know, when the end of the world comes, you might get your, like, black market kind of Yeah, thing. you're going to have a few drugs floating around, but they're going to be limited and they're not going to last long. So I got to say, if you're serious about prepping and you really believe that, you know, the end of the world is imminent, I would say you're kind of crazy not to have it. If you think, well, it's a long shot and I'm covering 80% of things and whatever, then maybe I wouldn't spend 250 bucks. Yeah, it's a lot of money to spend. It's um, a lot of money. Um, I can't make that decision for you. It's really what are you worried about, you know? Right. Um, you got to make that call on your own. So next one is uh, Cephalexin, which is uh, Fish Flex or Fish Flex Forte. Same thing. That's dosing is the you know the difference. Uh, it's good for ear infections, uh, infected cuts. Um, something I can't read. Oh, uh, sore throat. Okay, that's when you write your own notes. That's what happens, huh? Kidney infection. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, that would be some every six hours for seven to fourteen days. Okay. So you see a lot of these. You're burning through some pills. Right. Um, so keep that in mind when you're ordering, um, doxycycline, this, you need to be eight years or older, one time, one time a day, seven to 14 days. Okay. Um, this one is good with penicillin allergies, but again, these are just my notes. Buy a book, do your research. If you're allergic to something or you're planning on being pregnant or any of these things, Mm -hmm. do some research. Right. But I'm just giving you what I got out of this book. And okay. like I said, I recommend you get your own copy. Um, now, that's good for E. coli. This is doxycycline. 
E. coli, uh, Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, anthrax again, <clears throat> uh, the plague, pneumonia, malaria, parasitic worms. Okay. So a lot of, a lot of fun things. Um, all right. We talked about uh, expiration dates on pills. I think we are nearing the end. That is the end of my notes. So what right. else you got? Excellent. Well, there's uh, there's some big news I think we need to discuss. Some news. All yeah. right, what's going on in the world? Uh, well, one, uh, Larry Nasser, the uh, the guy that was molesting all the gymnasts. Yes. 175 years. I already, all right. That's one for and justice. And that's in addition to his 60 years he already got for child porn he had. Ooh, all right, good. Yeah, no, he good. was already convicted on that one. Dirty uh, pedophilia pervert. I don't know what. Did, do they send him to a special jail? Because I feel like I want to shank him, and I'm not even yeah. in prison. Maybe you can go visit, get like a day pass. <laughs> day pass to the pedophile jail. Oh, Where do I they keep know. them all? I do they bunch know. them all up? Sounds wrong. I don't know. Uh, uh, NSA updated its website. What they say? Uh, adjusted its uh, core values. Yeah. Um, it used to be honesty, respect for the law. Integrity and transparency. No, wait, before you say anything, let me guess. Is honesty gone? Knocked it right off. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Yeah, so that's, I mean, it, it's not something I was expecting would have been in their core values to begin with, but, but they made sure. But definitely not there now. They crossed it and off. And I got to say, when you, and they probably like left it up there, not just has one line through it. <laughs> no, they replaced it with commitment to service. Ah, yep. That so is they, you got to replace it. You can't just take something away. It'll be too obvious. When it comes People off like the me wall won't catch and they ya. see the letters kind of bleeding <laughs> through in the shadow on the paint. Uh-huh. Yeah, that happens. Uh, so that's that's big news. Uh, right. Also, um, uh, on a sadder note, um, oh, oh. twelve camels were disqualified from the Saudi Arabia oh, what's going uh, on beauty out there? Con- contest. They apparently they have a beauty contest for camels. Uh, twelve of them it. were dis- were uh, disqualified because they were given Botox. Ooh. Somebody was Botoxing their camel lips. They were like, oh yeah. They apparently lush. they they trim their their ears too to make them look more delicate. Apparently, delicate ears is a thing. Delicate. I mean, ears. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not physically attracted to camels, but I'm not making judgments about anybody that but is. But if you were, you'd want more <laughs> delicate want, ears. Yeah, and I wouldn't want wrinkly lips and noses. That's for <laughs> damn sure. <laughs> so that's, that's uh, you know, that's all right. That's out so there. You're caught up on things. Um, uh, Canada has come in number one, ranked number one in a list of countries that care most about international rankings. Yeah. (laughs) So go Canada. Go Canada. Now the, the thing is they've been doing this, running this list for 35 years and, uh, Canada is the fifth, 35th, this is their 35th consecutive win. Out of 35 years. I don't know why they're so interested in being on the top of international rate ranking lists because they don't come in number so when one they very call, they're many like, spots. We're ranking other nations, and we just want to know, how much do you care about us ranking yeah. other nations? Yeah. That's, Canada's like, I really, I really care, care what other people think about us. <laughs> now, nice. they are like number one in uh, household indebtedness. Oh, so, sure. I mean, that's something to... 
be proud of, right? Surprise, we don't have that market corner. No. Uh, Number two on the list of coming in close, not even even a close second. I was going to say a close second. Not a close second to Canada. Uh, North Korea. Really? Number three, Russia. And coming in dead last, the USA. Now, you could say... I'm caring what other countries think. Okay. So you could say... America is dead last on caring what other countries think. Because we don't give a... Or we're first in not giving a fuck about what other countries think. So we could have, like, on our flag a little note at the bottom that says, like, (laughs) zero fucks given. (laughs) So, I mean, that's that was a YNR... um, uh, YNR's BAV group that did this uh, ranking list. They've been doing it for 35 years, so... Congratulations, now, Canada, on your you 35th when win. When you're ranked 35th for not caring, does that mean they call? Oh, no, no, no. It's not 35th. This is all the countries. Oh, all the this countries. This is like 260th oh, okay. we're all coming right. in. So does that mean they call and they're like, so we're doing a survey, and we're like, fuck you, and just hang up? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that guy does not care. <laughs> that's pretty much That's pretty much it. I mean, that's what I do. When I yeah. when somebody calls me and say we're conducting a survey, they're I hang like, up the phone. like, this guy does yeah. not care about this survey. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even say anything. I just hang the phone up. It's not even a, it's a uh, non-issue. So, um, all right. So that's the headlines, guys. Like uh, you know, now, hopefully gotta, I didn't bore you guys too much with this. I know nobody wants to learn about medical stuff, right? And it's not I sexy, mean, is it? It's not sexy. Well, the thing is, like, maybe if we like actually did a surgery mm-hmm. during the podcast, that would be pretty dope. That would. I mean, that would be sexy and entertaining. But just being like, yeah, you know, you guys need to get some band aids. Then I, I understand. I hear you. I just yeah. feel like. We're remiss, you know, if we don't say it. Yeah, well, I've I've been curious about the fish antibiotics for a long time. It's something it actually, that bothered yeah, me that I, I, I didn't kind know of was about. like, oh, what could we get right? Uh-huh. And I definitely got a link there for you. And somehow we don't get any money from that, mm-hmm. even with the uh, the discount code. I think it actually makes money for the uh, Patriot Nurse Girl. <laughs> so I don't even know what you know yeah. what's going on there. But there whatever. you go. So that's it. Uh, we got an email from, uh, uh, I'm going to say Yana. Oh, Yana. Uh, that's a guess on how to pronounce it. I think that's a, uh, Eastern name. Not really sure. Regardless. Like New Jersey. I hope I didn't Eastern. butcher, butcher your name, but right. she was asking about, um, uh, we had mentioned a home security, uh, episode. episode. Yeah. Oh, we made a reference to it. It's actually called. Uh, hardening your location. That's episode eighty nine. So if you go, if you want to go back and take no, a look at it, there's a home security. Is there one that's episode home like six or eight? And oh, early guess on. What? It's out three days before this one. Oh, really? We're let, letting that it's one out go early. Thursday the twenty fifth. Okay, so that was one of the ones that were dropped recently. That was one of the ones dropped. Okay, all right. We also did uh, perimeter alarms. That was sixty seven. So if you uh, want to go back, harden up your house. You got questions about it. Um, there you go. That's your answer. Um, well, she's going to be pleased when she goes to check for her new downloads, and she's going to be like, what? There it is. There it is. Um, uh, Seth uh, Spainai still doing his thing out there in uh, Oregon, making uh, custom-made knives. So if you guys want to go down his Facebook page, check that out. Um, 
Is there anything else we want to touch on? I think that's it. I think you guys know that we have uh, that Patreon page. Mm-hmm. Feel like you want to support us? Maybe two bucks a month. What the hell? Three dollars a month. Get get, get flashy. I mean, you know, hey, whatever you want to do that. Head over to Patreon.com. You guys can uh, hook us up. Also, if you uh, wanted to join our Facebook group, it's starting to grow a little bit. I think we're like 85, 86 members, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, on the Facebook group. There's, uh, there's quite a few people on the Facebook Murray page Mayhem itself. Murray Mayhem making yeah. some videos. Yep, yep. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but he actually uh, mentioned game day episode. Yeah, little plug for us. Mm-hmm. We were pleased. Happy to see it. Um, also, uh, there's a lot of good stuff on there. Plus I share a bunch of nonsense, mm-hmm. um, on our regular Facebook page. I share stuff. Just, you don't always get to see it. You gotta actually like go to the page and kind of scroll, scroll through, through and then you yeah. can catch my antics. Mm-hmm. And yes, I do occasionally post a political thing. I really keep it at a minimum, but like, um, I think when the government shut down, I had to post some kind of picture of Chuck Schumer being like, well, I'm getting paid. Listen, I... And I got in trouble. Well, I didn't get in trouble this time, Mm -hmm. but in the past. But here's the thing. Here's what you guys don't know. If I post political things, everybody comments and everybody posts shit and gets angry and they share it with their friends because they're so angry. Mm -hmm. And then that's how we get new listeners. Uh Uh-huh. And... No, I mean, I'm... I don't want to make it a political podcast, and a lot of people want us to, but I do. Every time I see Chuck Schumer, I want to punch him in his face. Because, you know, he was that asshole that brought up the net neutrality uh, law four years ago. He brought it up. He crafted the bill. And now he's like, look at what the Republicans are doing. So fuck you, Chuck Schumer. He's my senator. He's my senator that's He's doing this. He's not a very good senator. No. That's what I got to no. tell you. No, he told Donald Trump if he didn't want to no. uh, be perceived as a racist, he needed to fo- vote for his bill. I that's not it. how racism works. No? Racism doesn't work that way. <laughs> there you don't no not way be a racist by voting for bills. Especially bills put up by old white guys. Yeah. But what I have to point out is this government shutdown, yes, it is also because a bunch of Republicans have their heads up their ass, too. So, whatever. Don't think I was going after just Democrats. I hate all of the congressmen. <laughs> I hate all of them. They all piss me off. Any given Sunday, you know, that one of them pisses me off. You're not a sexist if you hate both the sexes. There you go. Um, so if you want to get a hold of us, send us an email at uh, preppingbadass at gmail.com. Kevin likes getting those emails. We I have do. gotten a lot of emails this week. We have gotten a lot this week. Um, we do appreciate it. We listen to all of them. Kevin keeps them dear to his heart. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I uh, respond to them, make comments about them. In a make slow, fun casual fashion. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not, listen, I'm not a crazy person on my on my phone every day. That's, all right. You know, Baby hit or steps. Miss. I see him and I start freaking out. I'm like, oh, he didn't, he didn't respond <laughs> you know, to that email. There's two in there. Oh my God, what's happening? But anyway, so, and uh, yeah. With that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Ooh.